to All Things SR with Pam and Leslie, and welcome to Lauren Olson from Passion Flicks. How are Hi you guys. today? <laughs> good, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Thank you for joining us so early on the West Coast. We have, uh, we usually have one or two people on who are in California who <laughs> always wake up leery-eyed and say they're grabbing their coffee as they start to listen. So thank you for joining us. We really, really I appreciate it. I've definitely been yawning a few times this morning, so I apologize in advance if those come through. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> we no. are really thankful that you were able to join us. As many of you know, many fans in the SR universe are aware that Lauren is the director of development at Passion Flicks, and mm -hmm. uh, Passion Flicks has had such a great partnership uh, with SR over the past few years and bringing his beautiful words to life. So welcome and thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. And speaking of SR, Pam, do we have any uh, any um, announcements from you know, uh, the man, the myth, and the legend? Uh, the man, the myth, and legend really didn't give us too much news this week. We do know that obviously Tusk is in, in Italy and uh, she's been posting some great pictures on Instagram, and he asked us to follow that. And that he's got uh, the books coming out in different languages, uh, Brazilian for the man in the black suit. That'll be coming out soon, and uh, that's basically it for for him this week. He, you know, he gets busy nice. and he doesn't respond to everything all the time. Well, he did also, you know, he does keep hinting at good things are coming oh, yes. and good news is coming um, as he's up to do. And Lauren, I just want to let you know, we have a lot of uh, folks in the chat room saying hello um, from Kenzie and Ashley, Lauren from Pittsburgh, Dahlia from Egypt, Annabelle over across uh, the pond in the UK. Um, and I know Ashley and uh, has been here as well, who is one of our fellow Pennsylvanians. So, mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> um, and, and yes, Ashley reminded us to the say DVD the Gabriel's Inferno DVDs on pre-order. Yay. Plus yep. the bloopers <laughs> uh, that came out for Valentine's Day. That was a really nice Valentine's Day gift from Passion Flicks. So thanks for that, Lauren. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we were excited to share it. It was very funny. <laughs> the bloopers are always a nice bonus and our and our editor margie whenever she's cutting a movie together she always moves certain things to a separate file as she's editing when she finds funny stuff like that that she can put in a blooper reel <laughs> that and that's so smart of her to do as she goes through margie is um she's i i love uh, the way she's pulled things together and um on the the partnership that she has with tosco is as you you is evident yeah, um, they're, really they're quite the see. team. It's really awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm are. seeing uh, Tatiana said she ordered four copies uh, for her friends. 
Oh, great. Russia. <laughs> um, and they, everyone's saying the bloopers were so great. He, uh, Lauren said he broke the elevator, LOL. Yeah, so, of course he did. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, Dolly said the bloopers were epic. Love the dynamic. And Kenzie said, I got my DVD, of course. And oh. because Kenzie does, is the aficionado um, who has a great extensive SR collection, which yes, is great. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so yes, I'm loving is. that. She is our our. our SR hoarder. <laughs> well, and, we and she <laughs> she has she has great knowledge um, of the books as well because she's they're very close to her heart as well as so many others. Um, That's wonderful. And we are happy to have you here. We wanted to kind of begin um, for some of the folks. I think many people in the podcast know who you are, um, but some may be new to learning about. Uh, Lauren Olson, Lauren E. Olson, because <laughs> I did see on IMDb there were a couple Lauren Olsons. So um, yeah. <laughs> I was it's looking for the us. Passion Flicks one. Um, yeah, I had wanted to know which came first for you, your love of film or your love of romance? I have to say probably my love of film came first purely because there is there's video evidence of me, I think at two or three years old, my mom took a home video of me standing maybe two feet from the television watching the movie <laughs> Babe. And oh my gosh. All, all she says in this little clip of me watching the movie is, third time watching Babe today. Because <laughs> I was <just, laughs> at a very young age, I was very comfortable with rewatching things over and over. Or if I, you know, had a favorite movie, that's what I would watch all the time. When I discovered the Star Wars movies, we would rent we would rent the as VHSs from our local video store. And then mm-hmm. I had a portable, I think I was eight or nine at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had a portable VHS player that we oh, used I on road trips, but I kept it in my room as my <laughs> mini TV. And I would put those VHSs in and play them as I was going to sleep. And anytime I heard my mom coming by my room, I'd try to turn off the TV really fast so she wouldn't catch me and take it away. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Definitely my love of movies came first. Um, I, my love of romance didn't really spark until high school because uh, a friend of mine, how I discovered romance is kind of funny. A friend of mine, uh, we, she and I talk books a lot, and she recommended this book called To Catch a Pirate. And I was big into Kindle at the time, so I was trying to find it on Kindle. And I found a book titled To Catch a Pirate on Kindle, but it was not the one she was talking about. It was a romance <laughs> novel. And so... Uh, it started getting to one of the more sexier parts and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I by surprise, but then I was like, this is amazing and all the, this love story is beautiful. Like, why I, I love love. Why aren't I reading more of these things? And that just kind of, that sparked everything. Um, and it was historical. So then that just, that threw me right into the world of Regency and that's all I read for the longest time. And then it wasn't until working at Passion Flicks that I started reading more contemporary. I was curious when, um, because I, seeing some of the passion pods, which um, for those of you who aren't familiar, um, these are podcasts that the Passion Flicks team puts out. You can find them on YouTube um, under uh, Passion Pod. And um, seeing you discuss that, I was I was curious because I knew you were such a historical fiction and Regency fan. I was curious kind of when that transition happens. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Annabelle um, had noted, you must be a massive Bridgerton fan, Lauren. Is that true? Yeah. You- I and, and they announced the Bridgerton series, I think, 
two years ago is when they announced that mm-hmm. Shondaland and Netflix picked it up because I, I try to pay attention to the trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I died because I Julia Quinn is one of my favorite historical romance authors. Her, Tessa Dare, Lisa Kleepass, which when we acquired one of Lisa Kleepass's contemporary books, mm-hmm. I, I think I died and went to heaven. And I got to be on a phone call with her. And I was just like, I love you so much. I love your historical <laughs> series. <laughs> Um, Tosca let me fangirl at her. That was very nice of her. <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Bridgerton was fantastic. I thought. And I thought the they way, did a wonderful they, job. They, they started well, and they season had two, from what I understand. Yes, that, 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 yeah. that's very exciting. Uh, yeah, I was I, I was hoping that it would it would do well enough that they would be able to get through all eight children because the fun part about that series is that each book is one of the kids mm-hmm. of the eight Bridgerton siblings finding love. So the next story is Anthony's, and I thought. I just thought that was such a cool idea and it's nice that they're following through with it in terms of ad- adapting it as well. I hope they, I do hope they do all eight books. I have not read the series yet, but of course I, I as soon as I saw it, I was like, I want to read, now I want to read all of them. I want to hear all of their stories. Yeah. And I do under, I do understand though that they did break a little bit from the book in terms of revealing who, um, yeah, the you, writer, uh, I, the mystery. I don't thing. remember you figuring out who Lady Whistledown is until much later in the series. So that I was thought that was that's probably part of the cliffhanger to keep to keep yeah. people on board. Well, they, but I, I think it was smart. I, the way they did it, I think, was very smart because now yeah. you can kind you'll be able to in the next film, kind of watch how she observes and where she's in, in interacting, mm-hmm. um, which is really really good. Um, yeah, I, I I'm so excited. Kenzie has a question for you saying, have you read the masterpiece by Francine Rivers? I have not, but I will think you might enjoy it. Oh, great. She also wants to know if you're a fan of the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian TV show? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I am a fan. Although I'm a terrible fan in that I have not watched any of season two yet because I... While it's cool that they were releasing it once a week, I'm too impatient for that now. <laughs> I've become too <laughs> skilled of a binge watcher. So I was yes. waiting for it all to come out. So now that it's all out, it's on my to-do list to binge that season two. Um, yeah, I did that. I've been trying to. I've been trying to remain spoiler-free. I think I've already spoiled myself on one or two things, but it's okay. Um, I loved the first season, though. I think it that show good. is fantastic and very creative. And John Favreau, you know is kind of show running it slash directs a lot of the episodes. And he's one of my favorite Marvel directors as well. He's directed a lot of wonderful things, but he did Iron Man and mm-hmm. he played happy in the series. So it's, it's just cool to see kind of the Disney universe expanding in different ways. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. It's, I still have yet to I watch any of the Mandalorian and I was growing up a huge Star Wars fan. So my daughter right. keeps, keeps saying, you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. You have yeah, to watch I the other spinoffs. I've not seen the spinoffs. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the old school uh, New Hope and, you know, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Those were kind of my, you know, faves I, when I was growing up. So when, when The Force Awakens came out, I was very excited and I, mm-hmm. And I died a little bit just because of how big of a Star Wars nerd I was growing up. And so yeah. I was like, there's new movies. It's amazing. But then by the time the ninth movie came, the final movie came out, I was so disappointed. I didn't mm. love how it went. I didn't love, you know, the, the the charm of the other ones is that they had at least, I think for the first three, they had George Lucas, at least a right. part of the story yes. of all of them. 
Um, the fact that each of the new release movies had a different director and a different writer just made it totally choppy. And there was, it felt like they were pulling plot points out of different random places. And it just, it just, it was disappointing, which is why of the new movies, I think my favorite is Rogue One. I love Rogue One so Mm. much. It's fantastic. Yeah. One of the ones that I still have to see. I, I, (laughs) my daughter said, you've got to watch it. I think you will. I think you will like Rogue One out of all of them more than any of the new ones because Rogue One falls timeline wise takes place before a new hope. So there's nice callbacks to a new hope in that movie. They cut, they use old footage from those movies for some of the flight sequences. It's fantastic. Uh. And oh. it's it. They literally got the idea for Rogue One from one line in the original series, where you know many brave agents lost their lives to get us these plans. That is the plot point of Rogue One. It's how they got the plans to the Death Star, and it's oh, so. Oh, I love that. Cool. It's fantastic. I knew it was. I knew it was a predecessor to that. So yeah. No, I. Um, I it's great. <laughs> yeah, I have not and, seen and, this Revenge of the Sith, and my my son, who's now thirty eight. Uh, can just about verbally quote every Star Wars <laughs> line because when he when he was little, yeah, we bought a friend of ours had a uh, a video store and would sell certain tapes every now and then. So we we bought the first three nice. Star Wars. So when we'd have cold snowy Saturdays where we couldn't really go anywhere or do anything, you we just did Star Wars. Marathon Star Wars for the I love day. that. That's amazing. Yeah. That well, and and Dahlia and Fran um, had both uh, admitted they're like, okay, this might sound weird, <laughs> but I haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies covering my That's face. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> but after the Mandalorian, I need to go back and understand this entire saga. It is. It is quite. Um, quite worth it um Definitely. and and they have more know. they have more spin-off shows coming i'm very excited for um one of the characters from rogue one he's getting a prequel tv series uh cassian andor who's oh. played by diego luna and i love diego luna and i'm just very excited that he gets to his character gets more of a story oh that's i awesome. love it that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And um, Dahlia thanked you for that. And she's glad she wasn't alone in in the in our chat room. Um, I see another one of our Californian friends is up. Uh, hi, Sorry. Ellie and Susanna from Eastern Europe. Hello. Glad hi. you guys can join us. There's so many um, uh, people joining us now, which is great. Um, I wanted to ask you, I mean, we could go on for Star Wars forever, and I know SR appreciates that, because this is Star Wars. If you're wondering why are we talking about Star Wars, and this is all about SR, Uh, because SR, as many of you know, is a huge Star Wars fan. So we, um, it's not just romance here. We talk about all things SR. Um, But we wanted to get a sense from you, Lauren, um, a little bit of your background. Um, We saw on LinkedIn you went to Emerson in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought that was a sign. Was it a sign that you were going to option the SR series? Because oh, of Gabriel um, did you intern anywhere in film school? Anything that stands out? I tell did. us, tell the, us your story. Tell, tell you my story. All right. Yeah, I I got into Emerson for film school, which was very exciting because 
Emerson especially, I, I'm not sure how some of the other film schools work, but for m the majority of colleges, when you go, you do a lot of your like prerequisite, prerequisite classes or your general education classes, and then you dip more into your major in your later years. Mm -hmm. With Emerson, you got a camera in your hand that first semester. You know, they, you start taking film-related classes right off the get-go. Mm -hmm. And great. so by my second semester of school there, I was working on a bunch of different older students' films <laughs> and getting <laughs> yes. that experience stuff like that. So I love Boston as a city and I loved going to that school because you just you got such an immersive experience the entire time. And and even if your major was generic or specific, you could you could cater your classes in such a way that you would leave needing exactly what you needed to know for your uh, for your career. So that was cool. That is cool. <laughs> um, that is and really cool. so but the I had I had one internship in Boston with a documentary company called Principal Pictures, and and it was unpaid, I think, for credit, <laughs> but it was, um, I mostly did a lot of transcribing and helped their editorial team, um, but it was a cool experience just to be in a, a production-type sort of office, and I actually, with that team, went to Martha's Vineyard, and we filmed in Carly Simon's house. We filmed an interview oh. that she was doing with someone else. Fantastic. Uh, that was a pretty cool experience. And then, uh, but then, but when I, Emerson has a couple of campuses. They have, they have their Castile campus in the Netherlands where you can do a study abroad program for three months. Mm -hmm. And ah. I did that my sophomore year of college and that was a cool experience. And then um, they also have an LA campus that Kevin Bright started. Kevin Bright was one of the showrunners from Friends. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and he's an Emerson alum. And so he he wanted there to be a bigger Emerson stamp in L.A. So he started the Emerson Los Angeles program where they built this very weird looking building uh, on Sunset Boulevard that had the dorms on either side. And then the middle of the building was more of the classrooms and, you know, common areas slash uh, places you could hold alumni events and a screening room and things like that. So I did my last semester of college at Emerson Los Angeles. So. January of 2016, I packed up my car and I drove cross country through the South <laughs> to LA from New uh, Jersey. That's and kind of the iconic film uh, film quest, right? The yeah. iconic. <laughs> I'm gonna be in pictures. I'm gonna, I, you know. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. that's so and amazing. My mom, my mom is born and raised in California, so her parents still live in Long Beach. So I drove from nice. New Jersey to Long Beach, stayed with my grandparents for a couple of days, and then moved into the dorms. And my Part part of when you go to that in that semester is you do two classes basically worth of credits and then the rest of your credits are an internship in the industry and I managed to get an internship on the Paramount Pictures lot. Uh, oh my gosh, Paramount Studio lot at this company called Di Bonaventura Pictures. Uh, mm -hmm. Lorenzo Di Bonaventura is a producer and he's done all of the Transformers movies, um, Stardust, a few a few other ones. Um, so I got to work in development, actually, as a development intern at their oh office. My so my the entirety of my job when I wasn't covering the front phones and transferring to different assistants, which was as a as a 90s baby who like grew up sort of with phones, sort of not. You you got thrown into the fire a little bit, having to learn phone etiquette and uh, <laughs> bay yes. called once. Michael Bay called once and I had to answer. None of the assistants <laughs> were there, and I was just like, great, I have no one to transfer him to. <laughs> But, That's kind uh, of a nightmare scenario. But, that is. But, but that internship was, I had to read a book in a day, or I had to read two scripts in a day, and I had to give coverage notes on it, where, where basically you fill out 
the screenwriter information and little, you know, blurb words about what the script covers or what the book covers. And then you give for books, chapter by chapter summaries. Mm -hmm. uh, and for the script, you give kind of a two page synopsis on what what it's about. And then you pass that coverage to the assistant. And then if it's good enough, they then read the the book or the script and then they pass it on to their boss. Mm. So we were kind of the front lines of the content coming in and whether it was good enough to pass along to the assistant or not good enough. There's a movie that came out called The Last Word, and I think Amanda Seyfried and, oh, I can't I remember her name, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it released as an actual movie, but I read that script in development at my internship there way before it got optioned. We didn't end up optioning it, but it, it became a movie later that when I was working at a movie theater, uh, I worked at an AMC movie theater mm -hmm. while starting to work at Passion Flick slash doing different film jobs to kind of have a steadier paycheck. <laughs> That's right. you're doing yes, this right. you're either a waiter or you work in different odd jobs, or odd part-time jobs to be able to afford the filmmaking you're doing. Um, so I worked yeah. in an AMC movie theater on Sunset Boulevard and I was working behind the concession stand and I looked over and one of our posters changed to the one called The Last Word. And I was like, why is that title familiar <laughs> to me? And then I was like, oh my God, two years ago at my internship, I read you that read script. read the script, which is amazing because yeah. I did I did just look it up. Shirley MacLaine. And Shirley MacLaine. Oh, yes. I forget her name. Yes, Shirley MacLaine and Amanda Seyfried uh, played, the, the, they were the leads in that movie. But I remember reading that script and being like, this is great. You guys should get it. And they didn't take it. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you knew that you, <laughs> well, you that, had a knack for this. That, that's when I fell in love with, with development and realized that like, oh, I can combine my love for books and my love for film. I went to film school with the idea in mind to adapt books into movies. That's that's what I've wanted to do this entire time. <laughs> so finding Which... passion flicks this insane combination of two of my absolute favorite things. And I remember when I first told my friends about Passionflix, they were like, so you found the perfect job for you? How is that possible? Uh, <laughs> Good so karma, my friend. Good great. karma. That's great. Karma. Yeah. Yeah, I, have a, I used to work with a woman whose daughter went to Fordham in New York. And mm -hmm. she was she was studying set design, actually. And uh, she'd started out at um, Pratt and then transferred over to Fordham. But she got to intern on um, the Lord of the Rings series in New Zealand. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. All right, fine. That's totally fair. unpaid, but she was in New Zealand and she was on the Lord of the Rings. She was yeah, never no, so happy. <laughs> amazing. That's very cool. That is incredibly cool. And and you kind of hinted at this, but what's your favorite aspect of your job? Um, D I definitely that I get to read so much and I get to interact with so many authors. I you know, I love romance and I love reading romance. So the fact that I can do it as my day job. <laughs> well, um, well, and Annabelle Harrington's posted the question about how many books, you know, speaking of you reading, how many books do you actually read in an average like week or month? <laughs> I don't know if you could quantify that. I, it can, I can read if a book grabs me enough, I can read it in four hours. So um, if I, know, I mean, I, I have other, there are other parts of my job that I have to do every day, so I can't read, you know, two books a day, but I try mm -hmm. to read a book a day or at least two to three books a week. Um, because we're such a small company, we all pull different jobs. So I'm not just the director of development. I'm also kind of the office manager and I, and I do different, uh, admin things for Tosca as well. And I help, I help all of our 
basically when we get new content coming in, I'm the one who makes sure it gets onto our Passionflix website and to Amazon and to Roku and to um, right. Comcast. I'm the one who helps distribute it to those places. So we all do a, a, a jumble of different things because there's only five of us. So, um, but as, as our team grows and as I can focus more on director of development, I, I, I imagine I'll get through my TBR list a little faster. <laughs> than I currently am. Uh, Kenzie has a question for you. She wanted to know what romance film or book do you go back to the most that touches your heart? Wow. And Dahlia had a similar question to that effect. So, yes. The romance movie I go back to the most that touches my heart is Pride and Prejudice, the Keira Knightley one. I I rewatched that quite a a bit. Um, Also, any of the Nora Ephron rom-coms I can rewatch to my heart's content I have all of them on DVD I know my mom loves Sleepless in Seattle it's one of her faves it's which yeah, one of mine right. too but I mean that's one of her go-to yeah my I love it and is, uh, is I watch that and then I also have to put on a, a, a current affair or whatever an affair to remember. oh an affair to remember. an affair to remember so, yeah, oh, because both remember. of them are you know so intertwined with the story. No, exactly. It's fantastic. Um, but my favorite, the a romance book that I've gone back to quite often recently has been, it's called, I'm trying to look at it on my bookshelf. <laughs> it's called, it's, uh, it started with, whoa. Um, it started with Scandal by Julianne Long. It's a part of her Penny Royal Green series. I think I have re-read, reread that book five to 10 times. I don't know why I keep picking it up I just love this the, the story of those two characters and there's lots of wit um between their their interactions and banter and it's just that's one that I go back to and it's kind of a comfort read for me now <laughs> it's just fun I love it yeah I think we all do that I think we all will revisit books that we love um mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a comforting or depending on where they're set um you know the, it's kind of like taking a vacation you know mm-hmm. I I do that with and and this is a shameless plug and I'm putting it out there anyway. And the ladies who listen to this show know I'm going to say it. Roman Crazy by Alice Clayton and Nana Bocci. Oh, nice. It's one of my go-to. I love because it's in Italy. Oh, and <laughs> I always say, I think Julia would be the perfect Marcello uh, oh, because yeah. it, it's really Julio and it would be, the actor would be in his element. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see him being that character. So just a little shameless plug, but those, those <laughs> kind of going back and forth. Um, I love revisiting books that uh, kind of grab you. I do that with 50 yeah. shades too. I usually read that oh, once nice. a year. That's wonderful. But, Cause that's the book that hooked me onto romance. Well, I, I, um, I, hear, that, I hear that a lot. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. When my, when my son was younger, it was a lot easier to read cause he's a baseball practice or <laughs> soccer or whatever. Right. <laughs> and so I read a lot of Fern Michaels and um, Philippa Gregory, that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. <laughs> and the, the one book, and I don't remember the title or the author, but I just remember the story being about um, Sarah Churchill. And it was, it was strictly fictional, but they used oh, the wow. historical characters. And it was, it, it was when she, right before she married the Duke of Marlborough and and everything that went on with that. And it was really, really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, that is. And a lot of the fans, uh, Floor, um, who uh, is um, really active in um, in the SR community um, with the SR fans, um, 
in Mexico, in Central America, South America. She is, um, she says she can't reread because there are so many books to discover and she gets so many arcs a week. She can't. Flora is very active in the the community um, and she reads tons of authors. So she probably has the pace that you do. I'm nowhere near that pace. And trust me, when I pick up a book to and reread it, I, I feel guilty because I think my room is full of at least 30 books I haven't read yet and I need to read. <laughs> it's just, it's uh, not, not even the ones on my desk at work, you know. <laughs> it's true. It's really so, true. Um, so. And uh, yes, Pam, go. So I was going to say, it. how do you decide what to option? Do the sales and audience come into play or... Um, it, it's a combination of, of things. We, we, we want it to be a story that we want to tell um, or a story that, that grabbed us or touched us in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the storytelling is important and, and the writing is important. If it's, if it's, if it's well-written in a good story, then it's, it's much easier for us to adapt, if that makes sense. And it's, okay. it's exciting. And, um, but we also, because we are such a new company, um, we try to go for books that have had a bigger audience just because then that audience becomes our audience if mm-hmm. that makes sense um so so in our early years that we're in right now we we are trying to go for more of the the best sellers if possible or, or ones that have a fan following on social you know that we can then um have a part of our community as well because that's been fun is that all of these fans of these romance novels then become fans of us and the other movies that they may not have seen or heard of or the other books they haven't seen or heard of you know it's fun to see all of you guys, in, especially in the founding members lounge, uh, discussing different books of like, oh, I've never heard of the will, but now I'm going to read it. You know, things like that. <laughs> well, um, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. My, my, <laughs> I I have this promise that I will not read a I will not watch a passion flicks production mm-hmm. until I read the book. Nice. So and the will. Pam's laughing at me because that is one of my favorites and She's I kind of am Chris. enamored. <laughs> I'm in love with Chris L. McKenna and I'm so mad that I didn't go to set because my gosh. And I was not, uh, you know, I didn't know his work before because I didn't follow the soaps. But my God, I love him as Jake. I oh, love him. Great. I love that character. What a beautiful, and that scenery, that set, whoever scouted and found that set, I, I want the address. I want to know <laughs> if I can rent that property on the coast because I know, that's, it's- we got pretty lucky with that movie. We got gorgeous. Lots of fantastic things happen with that movie, so that was exciting. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. I remember um, Megan Megan Dodds from Ever After, so I yes. I fangirled a little bit when we cast her because I remember her as the one yes. of the evil sisters in that movie. And it's funny, I didn't make the connection until afterwards, and I was no, like, Oh sense. my god! <laughs> I think I saw because I, I think I saw Ever After again, and then like you it was on, her. and I saw it on the mm-hmm. TV, and I was like. Oh my gosh! I can't believe it's the same actress. <laughs> yeah, that was really well, beautifully shot, really well. I just uh, gorgeous. I just which, loved. Which, I, which I love that. Brings me to a question, actually, that Kenzie had uh, about Dennis. Have you? Has he taught you anything as far as uh, what he does? Well, Dennis and I actually lived together for a month when we were filming The Protector in London. Okay. <laughs> Which was actually so amazing because, I mean, I've, I've worked on uh, the Passion Flicks sets that I worked on were from Afterburn, Aftershock to Dirty Sexy Saint. I worked on every one of those sets. And then after that, I haven't worked on any. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And but so the, with the protector in London, 
I worked with him on a few of those sets as a PA and then as a second, second AD. But, you know, you interact not as much with the DP in that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then when I was living with him, he was like, oh, Lauren's cool. <laughs> we, became friends, we became friends. He I would I would clean up after dinner, but he would always make dinner and he'd take a picture oh. of me with the plate that I could send to my mom. And then he would send it to Tosca as well to be like, look what we're having. And then she'd get all jealous. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was it was it was a great experience to get to to live with him. Um, and yeah, he he's taught me a few things about cinematography. I I've I've filmed a few like smaller projects with my roommate um, who's mm-hmm. trying to write and direct and and I'll film for her. And it's stuff that I've taken from film school, but it's also some stuff I've learned from Dennis. That's been interesting. More, more of the lighting side, because the director of photography is not only in charge of the camera angle, but they're in charge of the entire lighting of mm-hmm. the scene, um, because yes. all of that shows in camera. So it can be the smallest lighting change or the a, like the, <laughs> a really random color filter put over one of the, like a gel filter put over one of the lights, and then suddenly it's perfect, you know? Right. He has mm-hmm. just such for it so it's 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 cool to watch him work yes well Kenzie says he is precious and I know Dennis actually has a a, I think a growing fandom among uh, he does it's wonderful founding members uh, who ever interact and meet with him he was great because I'm I'm a film junkie my daughter went to film school and I remember too so he loves when you guys come to visit set because then he just says oh I'm a founding member as well (laughs) yes he does which is so great yeah. And um, he just is very generous. Like he will, um, I was, he could tell we were interested. And he's like, you want to come over? You want to see us lining up the shot? And I said, yes, that would be great. <laughs> you know, and so I have pictures. Kenzie was in the pictures. We were, you know, he was showing us the camera and mm-hmm. lining up the shot in the classroom. And it was Wonderful. just really, he's, yeah. As Tatiana says, Dennis is a fave. Yes. Dennis so. is a fave. He's great. I love that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're super excited about that. So, and as you've mentioned, you've worn many hats with Passion Flicks Productions um, and Operations. Uh, we noticed that you produced and wrote The Naughty List. Mm-hmm. And have you <laughs> thought of pursuing more screenwriting or other production roles? Yes. And, and also, I know Dahlia put in a question in the chat box about directing as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I'm super open to do more of the production side because I mean my love of filmmaking is still very prevalent and um and it's been very it's been amazing that Tosca is such a great boss and that she she likes to encourage growth wherever you want to grow Mm -hmm. um it's how Ah. I've gotten to oh there (laughs) there it is the halftime show (laughs) we warned you Uh, you did (laughs) <laughs> That's actually amazing. I love that too much. <laughs> I'm so glad because I was a little nervous. I was thinking, I think Lauren would think this is kind of fun and quirky, not like. I, do, I, I also Christmas is my favorite holiday, so I I'm all down for Christmas carols and we. It brings and, us joy every week, and even it, like in July, it, we're like. Smile oh. on my face. It is. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, and we still, you know, in my kitchen, we still have the Christmas village up along the upper cabinets. In the kitchen, <laughs> and the Christmas it's tree Christmas came down. year round. Christmas tree came mm-hmm. down, I think, last week or the week before. But yeah, it was great year. It was good. You know, nice to have an artificial tree to be able to do that with. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was going to say that's a long time for a real tree. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Christmas cheer. Oh yeah. So I, I, I got back from Christmas break, and I, I think it was 
January 6th when I took down our apartment Christmas tree and my mm. roommate came over to my room after her work was over and she was like, the Christmas tree's gone. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I put it away. And she was like, oh, it gave me such joy. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know my friend, my, my friend this year was like, I'm keeping my tree up the entire month of January. And she did. She said, I, I need something. I need a little That's, boost this honestly, year. Do whatever you need to do. I get that exactly. completely. Yeah, normal, normally exactly. I do. Um, I moved in with my sister about a year ago because it was just became more affordable for me to do that. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm I was always the one I'm, I go down chop a tree. My, oh, nice. my granddaughter and my son and I would go chop the tree down and then bring it home and put it on. Mm-hmm. But we always kept yep, it up till the first week of January. Yeah, same. Very nice. Yeah, and watched all the, the needles when you're pulling it out to go put it out with the trash and all the needles and following up with the vacuum and the broom and everything. So. Right, right. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about your wanting to do, you know, being right, excited yeah. and hoping to do, keep keep your hand in the production side of the house. Yeah. That, what about that, writing? Too? That's something great about Tosca is that she what I was saying was that she mm-hmm. she encourages you to do what your where your passion lies so you know director of development came up because I was like I love reading and we don't really have someone fully reading you know mm-hmm. and trying to acquire new titles so I feel like that's something I could help you with and she she gave me the Amy Benson series to read mm-hmm. um, and I blew through them and then I was like I can see this is a TV show I think we need these and so we got them and then she was like do you want to do more of this I was like, sure. <laughs> so then the then the title change happened, um, and she was also bummed because she also just loved having me as her assistant. And then I I wasn't quite her assistant anymore, so that was a, that was an interesting change. But she's fantastic in that she wants you to grow in different ways. Um, and the producing thing came around really randomly. Actually, we we got back from the, filming the Protector. And I, I became her full-time assistant a month before we left to film The Protector. Uh, uh-huh. In early July of 2018, mm-hmm. I became her full-time assistant. And um, and so I was her director's assistant for The Protector. And then we got back and she was like, we need to film a short film. We need to film a quickie. Um, do you mind helping me produce this? And so I, I was... You know, producers have different help when they're, when they're getting a film ready, especially the bigger ones. They have... Mm-hmm. Uh, unit production managers and production coordinators who kind of help do all the paperwork side of things. Um, And she, she covered the payroll and the, and the union side of getting the film set up. But then in terms of hiring crew and finding locations and, and other things, I ended up doing that. And then I did such a good job that she was like, you're basically producing this. You know that, right? And I was like, am I? (laughs) I love it. I love it. And she was like, so she gave me the producer title on that one. And then I ended up editing, um, uh, wrapped up in you as well. Margie cleaned it up for me after I edited it. <laughs> she made she made it up. She made it look nice, tied it up in a nice bow. Um, but I did the main cut of that film. I thought so that I, I thought really I remember experience. that too. I, I knew there was another one, but I, I knew definitely the naughty list. And yeah, I loved those shorts. I thought they were great. They, they were great. Yeah. So the not so the naughty list came up um, as a short story, and I remember how it happened. I read the short story. Uh, and then Tosca was leaving for the day and she was passing my desk and she was like, what'd you think? I was like, I really like it. I can totally see this as a script. And she was like, do you want to take a crack at the script? I was like, sure. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so I, then, then I adapted it into the script and she gave me some notes and the author gave us some notes and then that was that. And then I produced mm. that one. That was pretty crazy. 
That's um, so I also amazing. started I also started editing that and then Margie took over the majority of the edit just because of the time crunch and she's much much faster than me but I Olivia directed it Olivia Applegate directed mm -hmm. it so she and I sat together for a week cutting that film together roughly <laughs> and then we, passed to, we passed it to Margie to finish off um but no yeah I I definitely would be happy to consider writing more and and producing more um so it's all 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 things to consider in these processes, especially as we have more movies coming out. I an, another fun part of my development job is that we have professional screenwriters who do it much faster than me, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. who we bring on board to adapt uh, our books um, into movies, and it's part of my job to go back and forth with them on any notes. Basically, I make sure it's as close to the book as we can get it before passing it off to the author. Um, and then if the author has any notes, I'll either implement them myself or I'll tell the writer to implement them. And that's how we get to the final script. Um, and which, and then it always changes whenever we have a director come on board because they they throw a few changes in there as well. Or Tosca, Tosca always goes in and adds her little Tosca flair uh, <laughs> script and just makes it that much better. And um, so it, so yeah, I, I'm enjoying all of the different aspects of my job and, and and, and it is nice that I can still be pretty close to the production world, even if I'm not producing. Um, so it's, it, it's, yeah, I, Passion Flicks is great. <laughs> Again, you have story. like one of the best jobs on the planet. I have Absolutely. one of the best <laughs> jobs. I'm, I'm very lucky, yeah. So as speaking so of your great. love of, of, of uh, things, uh, we understand that you like cars a lot from one of the Passion Pods. Yeah. And did you have a chance to take a spin in any of the cars from Driven, Cat, Crashed, or Fueled? Uh, any other unfortunately, no. I think I rode. I think I got. To, I did. Well, so I I came by the the fueled set, fueled and crash set, just to drop some things off for Tosca uh -huh. while they were at the Malibu house. Uh -huh. And uh, I arrived and parked. The, the The Malibu house has a really long driveway that you kind of have to walk down, but you park on the street up top. And so I parked, mm -hmm. and then the Ferrari sex was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! So, I can't uh, and the guy, the guy just got authorized to drive down, and he was like, "Need a lift?" And I was like, "Sure." So I sat in the front seat with him. And we were both in masks, and we drove down <laughs> together. So I sort of rode in that car. And then the only other car attached to that series that I've been able to drive has been Tosca's Tesla. I drove mm. it once uh, as her assistant. I was I, I went to grab um, a signature from someone, and she was like, just take my car. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're like, oh, okay. And then when you're driving it, were you like, oh my gosh, I'm driving Tosca's car. <laughs> I, I, well, I was, I was very much in that mindset of like, do not crash this car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was also, I had never driven a Tesla before. So it was, it was cool to see what people, so many people talk about is, you know, how fast it, it, you know, it's, it's a po more powerful car than you expect it to be mm -hmm. as an electric. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it was, it was fun to drive it and experience that. But no, I love cars. I didn't get to drive any of the, you know, racing stuff, obviously. <laughs> the professionals. Yes, One I of my tired. dreams is to drive a McLaren MP4-12C around a track. Oh, that would be very cool. Um, I, I knew. Was, I remember I you talking about that, and yeah. I, I have, a, I fancy them too. I, I fancy cars. I, I don't have as, much, I don't have as in-depth knowledge as you, but I, 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 I understood. <laughs> I, I borrowed. Um, I, I, I had the chance to borrow my, my brother-in-law's. Uh, Z4 BMW oh, wow. convertible, nice. you know, the James Bond car, as mm -hmm. I like to call it. And I finally get it. Like, I never understood why there was such this 
affiliation and affection for cars or why people would name cars or any of that until I drove that car. And then now they're like, it's like the world opened up and it came into multicolor view. And now I'm like, I get it. It's really, really fun. When I was in high school, um, the majority of the BBC's Top Gear was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all I would do some nights, you know, I've, I had friends. <laughs> I did have friends in high school, but when I, you know, on nights when I was by myself or if I didn't have a book to read, I'd be watching Top Gear and I remembered the episode where they featured the McLaren MP4-12C and I was like, that is my dream car. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> that is my new favorite car. And it was it was just fun to hear them talk about cars and then also having when they had whenever they had a celebrity guest on, they would make them drive around the track and I was like, that's so cool. That is cool. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I hope you have I hope you have a chance to drive your dream McLaren sometime cuz yeah, that's thanks. that would be great. Yeah, um, I know William from the Florentine series owns a McLaren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and there was a lot of chat in the in the in the chat room regarding uh, hopes that uh, Passion Flicks may decide to option SR's Florentine series. So um, it actually ties into my next question, um, which is, what are you reading right now, and what else do you read or watch besides romance? Oh, great. Two great questions. Um, I just finished a book by Corrine Michaels. Because um, mm. I, you know, we just did one of her short films. Uh, we okay. did a quickie of hers. And so I've been trying to read a few of her, of her novels. Because <laughs> um, uh, we, we loved uh, interacting with her on that one. So that was exciting. Um, I've been reading a bit of Talia Hibbert. Um, uh, I love I'm not familiar both. with her. Oh, she 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 released Get a Life, Chloe Brown, uh, and then Take a Hint, Danny Brown, and then uh, it's about three sisters. And the third sister's book comes out sometime this year, called oh, Act Your Age, Eat Brown. Um, I've been reading those. I mean, I read Get a Life, Chloe Brown last year, <laughs> but I've been <laughs> getting through the other books. Um, and then, oh, what else? That's that that was on my list this week. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Endless. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then what, what was the other question? What do I read? Oh, if, what else? I mean, do you read any, read or watch anything besides romance and Star Wars oh. since we covered the Star Wars? Uh, uh, I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. So I mm. like my favorite movie of his is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I also love Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Romancing the Stone is a movie I go back and watch a lot, although that's romance oh. or, or screwball comedy romance. I mm-hmm. took a screwball comedy class in in college, so like it happened one night. Yep. Girl Friday, Roman Holiday, mm-hmm. um, Philadelphia Story, all those uh, yep. are movies I enjoy watching. All great movies. The before the Before Sunrise series um, is great. Mm-hmm. Just looking at some <laughs> DVDs I have. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and I I, I love was, it. I was a big British bibliophile as a as a college uh, in college. That's where I mm-hmm. discovered Doctor Who and Sherlock and mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes. Well, how I'll can I not mention my favorite TV show ever, Supernatural? My ultimate TV show is Supernatural. So that's <laughs> and twenty twenty was the year I'll of its ending. I have to send you my picture of Peter Capaldi when I was in oh, London. Nice. I was walking that's through very cool. I was walking through Westminster station and coming out to the bridge and he was filming a PSA. Wow. And I got to sit there and watch it. I was like, oh, it's Doctor Who. That's amazing. It is. It is. And that talk about a series of longevity. Boy, that's that's 
that's a decades yeah, that decades of fan love right there ever mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and uh but yeah super, uh, in terms of um other things i watch supernatural is is my ultimate i i think i've rewatched that 15 seasons I've rewatched the all 15 twice, um, but the <laughs> for the longest time I would constantly rewatch that series. I love me, <laughs> love me those Winchester brothers. Um, <laughs> and other books, I've started reading these books by Jonathan Safran uh, Fowler. Uh, so like Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close, and Everything is Illuminated. I've been trying to read some totally non-romance books, more mm-hmm. just traditional fiction Um but yeah, no, the, uh, in all honesty, the majority of the books that I read are romance. My favorite yeah. non-romance book is called Airborne by Kenneth Opal. He's a Canadian children's book writer. And mm-hmm. so Airborne actually, I think, won the Silver Pulitzer Award or something like that. One of the, you know, young One adult, of the young adult awards. recognitions. Newbury, I think it might have been Newbery or something like that. Yeah, um, awards, yeah. But I read it. I read it in high school, and that was one of the first books I was like, I need to adapt this into a movie. Oh um, gosh. I actually, and I ended up emailing the author when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and did he, he respond he got to back you? To me, he got back to me a year later um, uh, and, you know, had a great response to my note. And then we, for a few years, would have, like, randomly write back and forth to each other. I think... We've had maybe four different correspondences. The most recent one being when I was at that De Bonaventura Pictures internship, mm-hmm. I sent him an email mentioning that I was working at De Bonaventura Pictures and if I could have, it, you know, is his book available or anything like that? And he immediately responded with his agent's name. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then, yes, it's not, it's not shopped anywhere, so please feel free to pass it along. So I did cover John Airborne. They let us pick a random one to do before we left. Mm-hmm. And so I picked Airborne, and I did coverage on that and gave it to my uh, internship boss before I left. I don't oh. think they, t- they took a chance on it, though. But um, but still, Airborne what an opportunity. Yeah, no, it, it was crazy that I had that I've emailed him a few times. And, and now I email authors on the daily, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's phenomenal. That is yeah. fun. Oh, we- we, you know, one of the things we talked about a little bit earlier was um, filming and Tosca being in Europe. Um, and I know Kenzie made a comment about the photo of St. Francis of Assisi was beautiful. She didn't realize how mammoth it is and what a lovely experience it must be to see it empty. She thinks if she visited in person, she'd cry from how peaceful and moving it would be. She really is hoping to visit one day. I do. I'm with you. And it, it speaks to filming during co- during the time of covid um, how has filming changed in general um, during this period? It's changed a lot in that um, it just it's now a lot more paperwork and and a bit more red tape and and now you have instead of everybody just being on set and kind of walking around and interacting as you do or however you need to to get the job done, you have to stick to certain zones depending on where in the crew you fall mm-hmm. uh, and you know, constant sanitizing, constant testing, wearing a mask all day. Um, the actors would wear face shields, you know, things like that. It's just, you, you take the precautions necessary to be able to film in this pandemic time, but it changes the energy entirely on set where there's always a level of stress there because you never know if someone's test was a false right. positive or a false negative, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you you hope that it's not and, and, and that hasn't happened on any of ours, but it's, you know, that fear is always there of like, oh, what if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. Um, so filming definitely has changed in that there's, <laughs> it's less 
not that filming was ever carefree, but there's there's definitely more on the line to do this job that you love than there used to be. Now, do they do the brain tickler or the uh, fast test on the sets? Brain tickle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we, we would test three times weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I believe, was when the testing would take place. So quite a few brain pokes. Um, yeah, or at that's, least that's, that's, how, that's how consistent it had to be for Zone A, which was Tosca and the actors and mm-hmm. any of the other people that were getting close to each other or had to get close to each other, you know. Yeah, my, sister, so, yeah. my sister's had to do that um, since oh. for, for about a year now. She's a, she works with uh, elderly and in hospice. So yep. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it's been a challenge, but we are so grateful that you and Tosk and the team have. Um, I know you, it was really tough when things shut down, and I'm we're, we were just we, really happy we that you were able to open again. We right before filming shut down, we were gearing up for Field and Crashed, and we were about to mm-hmm. start Wicked in New Orleans, and both of those had to take a back seat for quite a while until in, I think in June is when the Hollywood finally opened up for us again. Yeah. And then it took even a little longer just to feel comfortable and get everybody back on board. <laughs> right. Um, so then it was great that we were able to film field and crashed by the end of the year and we filmed wicked as well. So now we have, we have, cause Gabriel's Inferno was such a lucky break in that we, we filmed, we finished filming that movie before mm-hmm. the new year. Oh. We right, are all right. so thankful. I can't. <laughs> that that got in the can yeah, before so, the shutdown. So that... so and it and it gave us time to really, really, give it our all in the in the post process. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we have Tosca running off to direct another one. You know, she she could really be there in the editing room with Margie and and they did a bang up job splitting that into three different movies. It was crazy. That was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm still amazed at how you brought that to life it just was perfection we all have been raving about it i mean just every aspect of it was just so well done yeah we're very grateful because these stories are really treasured um by so many uh well sr's writing in particular you know you know especially in this group is is revered um right and uh, so we were wondering, how did you discover SR's writing? Did you do it before Tosca read the Bard's rights, or no? So it was a, it was a continuation of me discovering more contemporary as I worked with her. Um, she acquired. I remember this because we were still working out of her home, mm-hmm. um, but it was right before we left to film The Protector. She mm-hmm. she came in one day and was like, "I just got this this amazing series by Sylvain Renard, Gabriel's Inferno. It's fantastic." And I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately devoured that series. Um, and they were fantastic, and I was so excited. And then seeing the fan base too was exciting because um, it it was just like, "Wow, there's already such a community behind these books." Yes. I, I, I hope they're all on board with us making the movie. You know, you, you, you never know until it, it releases how people will take it. So it's been nice that it's been such a, you guys were just so happy with the work that we did. That was really reassuring. Was awesome. But no, it was, Tosca was the one who acquired into the deal on that series um, right, right at my beginning of working with her full time. So that was really cool to see, so, see that process through her. <laughs> so, yes. you, so you were surprised at the fan base size of these books or? Because I, I know I was, I, was I, I mean, I'm, I, the more, the more I've gotten into contemporary romance, especially like I, with historical romance, 
or just with my romance reading in general before it became my job, it was very personal to me and I didn't really talk about it very much or none mm-hmm. of my friends read romance. Um, <laughs> the, and the best-selling best books in publication of romance books are the ones that are I popular. know, exactly. Um, and so I'm, I'm a proud romance reader. I really am. And uh, But just seeing the community behind some of these books has been surprising because I, you know, it's you forget that books get translated into different languages and that it can be a worldwide fan base. And then that's so much cooler because you're all connected through this one story. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we come from so many different places, but we're reunited in our love for this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's so fantastic to me. So I've, I've loved seeing how big some of, some of our books are in terms of worldwide reach. Cause that's just super exciting that there's so many people on board to be fans. And it adds to the excitement to when the films yeah. are coming out and everything. So, so we are SR fans, and uh, <laughs> uh, many of us are also founding members. I know Leslie and I definitely are, and Kenzie. And signature members as well signature now. Signature members that, now. Yeah. Um, and we love the story, and we're thrilled to be able to visit the set in Syracuse for uh, Gable's Inferno. I know, you guys are very lucky. <laughs> and we were very, very lucky. Especially to be hugged by Julia. Um, oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I have not met. I have not met any of them yet. No. I met. Oh. I met them for the virtual premieres, but Gabriel's was one of the first sets that I didn't actually go to at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I kind of. I held. I held everything together at our LA base while Tosca was in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so thank you for making the sacrifice because yeah, I tell you, I'm sorry you didn't get to be on that <laughs> set. It was. It was really magical. It really I, was. I, 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 I'm I'm jealous of, of, of parts of it for sure because I, I also know that that was one of our biggest builds in terms of we did a lot of our interior locations on soundstage mm-hmm. which was More fantastic and that's unbelievable that's yeah. a cool experience so mm-hmm. I'm glad that they got to do that um, well, I know one of the but things... no I have not met Julio yet I've met him over I've met all of the cast over Zoom when we did the the first premiere podcast mm-hmm. um, or the Q and A. That's how mm-hmm. I met them. But I, I've joked constantly with Ali and Tosca in person of like, I can't meet Julio in person because I'll just, I'll brain dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you think you're going to, but you don't. You don't. You, you'll yeah, rally, I guarantee you. But he is, he is stunningly He's very pretty. Stunningly beautiful. And my like, my mom is a big fan of him, and so is my aunt. And my grandparents got into the Gabriel's Inferno series. That was a little embarrassing. <laughs> because I don't, know, I don't know if you ladies know this, but we, we I don't know how my family came but quite a bit of my family came to the oh, that's right Saint premiere. Mm-hmm. i remember you yes, said I remember. oh my god <laughs> but i didn't need that to happen you know i it's right. because we had the new york premiere and the majority of my family is in new jersey so like my parents came my sisters came a couple of my cousins <laughs> my aunt and uncle and my other aunt like they all they all somehow came they all somehow got seats i was like i don't know if i have room for you you can't come <laughs> and they found seats I was like, how did we have these many free seats? I should have filled it with more pounding pepper. <laughs> you know, like I just like uh, I was and because then it was just mortifying. I was sitting there covering my eyes through all of the scenes that I knew were coming. I know, I know that we love meeting my dad and I made eye contact and I was like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so, well, I remember we, we actually did get to chat with you that night um, in, nice. at the after party and nice. you were saying, I am so mortified because I'm from Jersey. My family came and I said, Oh, I feel for you because I have to say, seeing those scenes, they were so passionate, so well so done. Passionate. And I yeah. mean, Tosca's and good at the hot. 
Yep. I mean, hot, hot, hot. And I thought if I was sitting there with my parents watching this film, I think I would melt under the floor. I, I, and then I said, I, I can't imagine seeing... Me, yeah, I, I just can't imagine seeing the Gabriel's Inferno series and seeing those scenes on a big screen. Like, I'm almost... <laughs> not not saying I'm happy about COVID, but I don't know. I said I think I, I would have needed medical attention <laughs> watching... Uh, Melanie and Julia Perche, Gabriel and right. um, Julia uh, on the screen because I, I don't know if I could have handled it. <laughs> it's, it's been funny because, I mean, I love my family and they're very supportive of me and my career and all that stuff. But my, my mom is a fan of romance as well. I mean, when I was getting more into romance, she was like, oh, my friend and I read romance all through high school. I was like, what? So she and I have kind of shared books before and... Um, but she's she's a founding member as well, and so she'll she'll throw on passion flicks kind of at different moments throughout her day. But the Gabriel series is her favorite so far. She is obsessed, Aww. and she was so excited for those movies. And she was like, "What do you mean you can't release it early for me?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> can't do anything like that." And both her and my aunt kept asking, like, "Can we see? Can we see a sneak preview? Can we see anything?" <laughs> and then her parents, my grandparents who live in Long Beach, um, I visit I visit them for breakfast sometimes, and they were like, "Yeah, we recently watched what was it, the Gabriel's Inferno series?" And I was like, "This was before the third movie came out." Uh -huh. <laughs> like, oh no, I really don't. You don't need to see that one. It's fine. <laughs> It, it, it just or just skip the ending. <laughs> yeah. Even though I wasn't Stick on those sets, I don't I don't need my grandparents to know that I that I, I work We're, in romance films. Well, it's <laughs> funny. a little raunchier than your classic ones. I, I have it's so it. beautifully done though. It's so true and to the book. It's so and tasteful. Done. It's, it's, tasteful. it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I know, I'm very proud to do it. One fan that my neighbor, I bought her a gift subscription when Gabriel. Oh, when wonderful. The, when the Gables Inferno first came out uh -huh. and uh so now now that she has it she's like glued and she goes to bed at night watching a part of part one a part of part two and all of part three yeah. <laughs> and she does this every night it's wow yeah. so that's, that's one fan that's absolutely bonkers anyway well, and it's, Julio. it's it's uh, yeah well you have the julio charisma going definitely yeah. but and it's the story and the storytelling so, so compelling mm -hmm. um and we were actually curious too if you've had a chance have you read any of sr's other books have you read book four of the series i saw a lot of chatter about we want prom we would she consider promise the book four of the series as an option um have you read any of SR books, SR's books? And if ha if you have, um, or even if not, who is your favorite character that you've read that he's written? My favorite character that he's written has got to be Julia. I love her. Ah, yes. um, she's fantastic. Uh, in terms of his other books, I haven't had a chance. As I'm sure you know, I have <laughs> so many things <laughs> so to many. read. But they're on my list, As and, and Promise is the first up on my list. Um, I haven't had a chance to read that one yet, but that's on my list first up. Mm -hmm. And um, But Julia so great. far is my favorite character. I love her. Um, she, well, she's such an incredible character. She's an incredible character. And her evolution. Oh, and that's fantastic. actually, I do think you will... In, that I do think you will really enjoy Promise because it is such an interesting, it, just seeing the characters evolve and their relationship evolve mm -hmm. throughout um, is very exciting. And I know I saw Fran was saying, oh, I hope you option Promise because uh, you could shoot my hometown of Edinburgh. 
Um, Fran yeah. also lives <laughs> ten miles, I believe, ten kilometers from uh, Jody Ellen Malpas, and oh, I is love. I think thirty thirty miles um, or kilometers from uh, where your beloved McLaren um, uh, factory is. So <laughs> she's located in the UK in a strategic spot. But that's beautiful. Yeah, we, um, yeah, well, let us know when you have a chance to read uh, Promise, because one of the things we, we kept hypothesizing is, oh, if they'd option that quickly, maybe they could, you know, piggyback and do extra filming <laughs> around. But I think with COVID, uh, now it's yeah. going to, uh, the, your production lines have, must be, uh, and we, the production timeframes must have been few, really yeah. tough. We've had to push quite a few projects because now filming takes a bit longer and, right. um so it's been an adjustment and we're still figuring out the schedule for our, the, the rest of the schedule for this year, you know, as, as more places open up, like getting into Italy was a very lucky break. <laughs> so we jumped on that. Um, and, and that's been going well, thankfully. So that's wonderful. Um, and, and then I believe we'll be shooting the other parts of Gabriel's rapture in Atlanta. Um, I think is nice. the plan. We're, is we're still figuring all that Tyler out. Perry's at Tyler Perry's. I don't know if it'll be at Tyler Perry specifically, but, um, maybe at one of the other studios, I guess wherever is available studio space, if that makes sense. That does yeah. um, cause the majority of Hollywood is, is, has relocated to Atlanta now. And so there are a lot of projects going on there. Um, so I, th we're, we're still figuring out how exactly how that will go down, but that's the idea is that we'll film in Atlanta, I think. That's great. And yeah. I, I, I have, there's a couple questions here about, uh, and more paranormal since you mentioned wicked and wicked got, was able to be shot finally. Um, Tatiana, as well as Floor, had asked about uh, any other paranormal books being considered to be optioned. And then Tatiana added, oh, the Florentine series by SR, please. So <laughs> another That's another book series for you to, the to be read. The Florentine series is definitely definitely on my list. And and in terms of other paranormal, I because it's a genre, I haven't delved very much into myself. I know mm -hmm. Tosca does enjoy paranormal, but if, if any of... Uh, uh, SR's fans have uh, have paranormal that they enjoy outside of SR. I'd be happy to hear recommendations as well as any other SR books. I mean the Florentine series, uh, but yeah, I we we definitely need to do more paranormal, and we're 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 working on getting all the other genres in there as well. Mm. So I'm oh we're always open to suggestions. I think Ali tweeted yesterday from the Pashflix account and and tagged me and was like, what book does Lauren at Wilson Films need to read? <laughs> now and I was like and she sent me a photo of the tweet and she was like I just had to mess with you today I was like why are you doing this <laughs> um, but it is but it's, it's 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 one of our ways that we reach back out to the community and 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 just try to take suggestions from directly from the source of the fans themselves so like if you Which comment so or if you, if you send an email with a recommendation we try to consider every one of them or we you know I try to keep a list going <laughs> um, oh uh, you're already getting people are saying I'm uh Flora saying, I'm a huge paranormal reader. Tatiana. Um, Tatiana saying, I will email you the list of paranormal romances. And, <laughs> and, and I, Tatiana earlier had also said, has Passion Flicks considered adapting books on, of Eastern culture, uh, like uh, Arabian Princes? Um, she said Julia would be fantastic as one of those, uh, as he already shot girls from Dubai. Oh, right. So, <laughs> cool. That's any that's any Eastern or any storylines that you've seen um, in the, in uh, maybe Middle Eastern um, or Asian cultures? Um, 
I haven't seen many storylines there, but we're we're totally open to it. I mean, uh, we're open to any and all books. Definitely books based in the U.S. are a bit easier for us right now with COVID to film. <laughs> right. Um, but we're we're willing to consider a book anywhere in the world, if that makes sense. And, and, and I don't know if you know Stacey Abrams in Atlanta. She's also a romance writer under the name Susan Michaels. Oh, that's fantastic. I think mm-hmm. I knew that, and I've just forgotten. Mm-hmm. I did know that. Oh, because, yeah, Tosca's a huge fan of Stacey, so... Um, mm-hmm. That would be an interesting collaboration, I think. That would be very cool. Yes, and Dolly is like, yes to Eastern novels. Egypt will make a perfect location. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to Egypt, you'll get to meet Dahlia. Cause she, I love that. <laughs> um, she's delightful. And, and Flora also said there are also a lot of Spanish romance books that could be um, great in film. Um, I, and I, I think I would just encourage everybody, if you have ideas, I, I mean, I, I bear witness, I see the, the chat rooms and the uh, social media posts, um, send Lauren your ideas, um, because they will be added to her ever-growing list. Um, <laughs> and uh, you never know, your recommendation could... Uh, could be made into a screen there and actually what i will do lauren some people have been mentioning books throughout the chat and i will Mm -hmm. i will go through our chat and send a list um to you oh thank you Um, leslie i appreciate that yeah yeah because you never know you don't true how 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 are you dealing with the founding members visiting set uh i know because it's totally different i'm sure than from when we were in uh, syracuse so we, 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 we were able to do a couple, I think two different days where we had founding members come visit the field and crash set. Um, and it, you know, we, we treat them similar to, to background in that um, they have to, if they're flying in from out of state, they have to fly in early enough to get tested in California okay. um, and, or, you know, wherever we're filming. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they okay. have to get tested at least, I think it was at least 48 hours beforehand and, they, and it had to be a negative results. And then coming to set, you have to wear your mask, you have to keep your distance. Like, of course, you'll be able to interact with cast at their comfort level, but um, it's much different in that I think they weren't able to get as close to the action as before because of the zones and all of that stuff. Right. They could still see quite a bit. Yeah, because I can... Well, frankly... Oh, go ahead, Pam. I, when we were in Syracuse, we, you know, we, we, we stayed back from where they were filming, except in the cafe scene. I think we were extras in the cafe scene. Nice. And, um, you know, we were near where the, the, the continuity person is watching the film and marking mm-hmm. the, the video village. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where we were sitting for that, for a lot of the filming. Them. Wonderful. So. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a, we like to try and put founding members kind of right behind where Tosca, um, and, or the director and the script supervisor sit because then they can see the monitors and they kind of can see what's happening in terms of the angles that they're getting, but with COVID, that's a lot harder to do. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Well, and uh, actually, I was I was stunned. Um, I mean, I've been on I've been on sets before for video shoots, commercial shoots, mm-hmm. um, and I could not get over. And, and I was I, I was an extra in the film many many moons ago. Um, nice. And I was stunned with the access that we had. It was, mm-hmm. it, again, it was an, an incredibly meaningful experience. Mm-hmm. I did not expect I'm for so us to glad. have interaction with the actors. Or, I mean, we talked to Tosca at length. And um, she, it was it's her remarkable. Favorite, it's her favorite day on set is when some, some of the founding members get to come visit. Because she loves, 
it's it's you know it's more of your excitement enhancing our excitement you know it's it's mm-hmm. yeah it's great to just hear from you and get to talk to you and and you guys are so behind what we're doing it's it's such it's 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 a nice relief that we're making a, an impact in a way if that makes yes. sense like it mm-hmm. yeah like, oh we're doing something and people are enjoying it that's satisfying that's good to know <laughs> I'm it's almost going. like the it's almost like having you know with here in theater that's you the the thing yeah. that draws you is that live performance you have live that immediate gratification mm-hmm. of knowing and you don't get that on uh, in, in film typically but yeah. you do when you have your founding members come yes. and uh, give you that direct feedback and yeah so it's and wonderful. Kenzie just wanted to remind everybody um that she was a student in Emerson's class and survived it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Lauren was in the library. She had posted that earlier, so she was super happy to get to see that. Um, and Lauren actually, Pittsburgh Lauren, um, has wanted had a question. She wanted to get a sense of if you think you'd have you will have a chance to visit set in Atlanta if uh, they do um, get filming going there for Gabriel's Rapture. Yes, I believe I will be able to visit there. Um, we, we are actually in the process of making a, a company move to Atlanta. Um, so we're exciting. all slowly moving to Atlanta from LA. So it's it's been a process, but it's exciting. Really? Like relocating, well. yeah, relocating. Be I believe so. I hope that's okay that I share. I should have run this. I should have asked Allie how much. <laughs> well, we won't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, um, but we, it'll be our little secret. Um, no, that's honestly very smart. Um, um, one of my colleagues has um, a relative who is, they, they are based in Atlanta and they are in the film industry and they've worked on Marvel. They've worked on all the, yeah. super high-end productions yeah it's, and um it's, it's becoming there's more mecca. resources there for 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 filmmakers like us um than in than in la where it's such a big where you're such a small fish in a big pond mm-hmm. atlanta's a little bit more manageable um and and so we're excited to go and see what filming there will be like <laughs> that's great yeah i mean you won't have the beaches but i'll tell you what it is no. a fun it is a fun town there's a lot of fun things to do in Atlanta. You can right. get to the um, coast. Tybee Island's not that far away. Um, right. Yeah, it's I'll, not. I'll, I'll be driving distance far. to my parents, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, that'll be really, really great. And and it's great that you'll have a chance to get to set visit as well. That'll yes, be. I'll be closer to set for sure. <laughs> and, and that kind of ties into um, our last question. I mean, because we were going to ask you more specifically, I think we already covered it, about... Um, Star Wars and your favorite mm-hmm. character in the Star Wars universe. Um, so I, I know you di- actually we didn't specifically talk about your favorite character. We did talk about a lot of other things. <laughs> Do you have a f- favorite character in the Star Wars universe? Um, yes. I think I think for the majority of my childhood, my my favorite character was Leia. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Same. And and then. <laughs> And then with these new movies coming out, um, my favorite character is uh, is a combination of Jin Erso and Cassian Andor from the Rogue One movie. I love them both. Um, so, yeah, I have a few favorite characters. I mean, The Mandalorian is up there too because I love that show. <laughs> yes, and and Pam Pam has said being a Mandalorian fan, don't you just want to grab the child and carry him around? <laughs> so <laughs> just funny keep him enough, away from you. My one of one of my aunts for my birthday this year because I I I for my birthday a bunch of my family just sent me little packages and things and Aww, and my aunt sweet. Debbie sent me a package that had a 
a like a stuffed doll of the child and then uh one of the pop figures <laughs> of the child. oh yes uh, oh so I have gosh. both of those in my collection now. And so I kind of have my own uh, version of the child. <laughs> so that's exciting. That's um, well, uh, uh, Kenzie uh, posted a picture not too long ago of a very delicious looking cocktail that looked like the child. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yes. <laughs> yes. She made, she made, uh, I, I believe it's a version of a margarita. Oh, um, uh, we'll have to share. That was, that was super, it's super cute. My it daughter is. is all about it now. She's like, I'm going to have a Star Wars scene night and I'm going to make that cocktail. She was really inspired by you, Kenzie. So, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, fun, you know. We, we, you know, so we did have a couple of questions, just two questions actually from SR because uh, we mm -hmm. asked him if there was anything. And um, he, basically he wanted to know what life was like on location and what the goals and aspirations for the future might be future of fashion oh, place. Place. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah, not um, life in general <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. no pressure no but yeah <laughs> um and he's asking about what what set life was like for Gabriel. just being on location oh um i think it's i think it's pretty being being it we we try to go and film in in locations that are either very similar to where the book is based and mm -hmm. in terms of look, or we try to go to the exact locations themselves, hence mm -hmm. why Tosca is in Italy right now. Um, and just from the photos she's shared, it looks like they're getting so many cool things in terms of the locations they're finding and acquiring. Um, that'll just make the movie look that much more incredible. Um, and so anytime you get to be on location on set, it's pretty fantastic because you get to build the world from the book right before your eyes. Um, if that's what he meant, I don't know. <laughs> but I think I think uh, so. Uh, you, you know, because I didn't, I didn't, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to go to the Gabriel's set. But um, but I do w with my job. Um, whenever Tosca and Margie, um, throughout their editing process, they'll try to hold little screenings for us and get mm -hmm. feedback. And Tosca and Margie that. don't like they don't like to watch movies without me anymore because I'm such an expressive audience reactor. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm basically their little tap into how the fan base will react. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, they they it's satisfying for them to watch movies with me because then they'd be like, oh, Lauren didn't laugh at that part, or oh, oh she had a great reaction to this part. <laughs> Things like that. So um, while I didn't get to visit the set, I got to see quite a few versions of the movie, which was cool. Um, and the final version being the best of it, obviously. And uh, so. Yeah, it was just, it was very cool to see that movie come to life in three different sections. It was <laughs> so crazy. Um, I, I thought that was really smart. Um, the, it, this process began a while ago, and mm -hmm. I remember Nina first posting, um, at Nina Bachi, who is SR's yeah. publicist. No, I love Nina, for, yeah. For all of those who may not know, um, when we re reference Nina, um, they really asked they asked the fans, you know, what are the top scenes that you really want to make mm -hmm. sure are in the film? They, the, the interaction um, and SR's willingness to communicate and uh, respond to fans um, is, is very special. And I think that's why he does have such a dedicated worldwide fan base. Mm -hmm. We call it the SR family. Um, but they, they, she, they kept saying there were so many, everybody wants everything in, in the story. Mm -hmm. um, so, Thank you. And, and thank you to Tosca yeah. for your willingness. I was so happy when they did it with, when they did it with Driven, I knew that they would be open to doing it with Gabriel. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm so glad. I loved having it in that series format in the three films. I mm-hmm. loved it. Absolutely. I'm glad. Yeah, it. no, we, we try to keep it as close to the book as possible. And those are big books <laughs> in terms of yeah. length. So, so it was important for, for the film to match that as well. Um, and then, yeah, I think your other question was. Um, just to share does... some of Passion Flicks' goals and aspirations for the future. The goals are to, you know, keep going strong uh, mm-hmm. as much as we can. Try to film more and more each year. Our, you know, we try to have different filming goals in terms of the amount of projects we get done every year. And then different things get thrown our way and that number changes. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but yeah, exponential growth is, is up there in terms of, we have, we have quite a few stories that we've, that we've optioned that we still need to finish filming, um, and all of that stuff. And then I know one of my personal goals with passion flicks is for us to hopefully do historical soon. Um, whether that's original level in, in, in England or starting with some historicals that are us based first, whatever we can do, I want to get more into the period side of, of romance because that's super fun. And I know Tosca's a huge fan. I, when she did Hollywood Dirt, she loved filming the forties the set. Uh, you yes. know, the movie within the movie. She loved that. So she's, she's dying to do some type of historical romance. That's not modern day. So that's, that's I on loved, our list for I sure. I loved the idea on the passion when they were talking, obviously I, um, they were talk. uh, she was talking if we were, if you were focusing, um, stateside, you know, within the U S um, you, about doing maybe something Civil War era right. or doing like a World War II. I love the idea of doing that World War II time period, mm-hmm. um, that 40s or the 30s. I mean, can you imagine all the Art Deco and oh, oh my fantastic. gosh, and the, music. <laughs> the costuming and the music, the, sets, the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big bands. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That would be, you know, I think there's so many different. Uh, different angles for you to explore. Um, sure. And I actually, one of the questions I wanted to, um, ask about has filming started yet on the series with the, um, it was the brothers, uh, a brother's honor, a brother's honor. Yes. No. Um, So that for the follow up, we were supposed to film that at the end of this this past year at the end of 2020 had everything gone to plan and we got through our, <laughs> yes. our other filming plans. Um, so I believe the, the follow-up to those movies is slated for the end of this year. If we can get there, if not early next mm-hmm. is oh, the hopeful plan. No, yeah. I all loved... all the actors are super excited to get back on board and, and yes. no, our plan is to definitely finish that series for sure. Oh, it's just a matter I of when because got pushed. <laughs> I just loved, I love that storytelling. Um, I was bummed because I was hoping they would actually shoot in Charlottesville, and I know they shot in Florida, but yeah. your settings their, your settings looked, I mean, it, it looked like um, horse country in Charlottesville, Virginia, so I thought okay. kudos to you guys for that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but uh, I just, I really like that. I, I, again, so many books I would, and authors I never would have discovered without mm-hmm. passion flicks. Yeah. I no, mean, you, you guys definitely are the gateway. <laughs> The gateway to the romance junkie um, we, for finding other uh, authors and stories, and we're we're super proud of that, and we and we love that, and that's just another tribute to how great our our community is of of romance fans. In that, you know, they join for one book, but then they're super excited to dip into all the others. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. so that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I know there just a couple. One of the things, uh, as far as period pieces, uh, Dahlia would like to see something like the end of. 
uh, The Affair. I don't know, Graham Greene's book. I don't know if you've ever if oh. you've read that or not. I, ha- I have not, but I'm just going to add that to my list now. <laughs> <laughs> and also, what genre don't you enjoy? Yes, that's... What a couple people asked that question. Yes. Oh. Um, um, in the chat room. Or do you have a genre that you don't enjoy? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still discovering all of them, if that makes sense. I'm still trying to, to give each one a chance. I know, I know that... R- romance fans and the romance genre has a darker side to it where you know some of the relationships are not less consenty but it just it feels a bit more where the where the power balance is a little off um, yes actually we so, had a couple people mention some authors like tiffany wrights and the original secret center series oh nice um the dark romance um genre yeah dark darks where i personally just have a little bit more trouble reading mm-hmm. uh, uh not that it's it's not bad it's not good it's it's nothing like that it's more just personal preference i i'm all about the the each each character having an equal standing and and um i can't i feel like i'm butchering this but I just, um no i no, think i think, no, I, think I think one of my favorite parts of romance is that it's it's such a huge genre that there's something for everybody so yes. even if there's a, a genre that you're not enjoying personally, there's something else that you can find. I try to turn all of my friends into romance somehow. I'm just <laughs> like, you need a book? Tell me what you want in a book and I can find it for you because exactly. romance is so expansive in terms of, of of what you enjoy reading about in terms of love story and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I think in terms of a genre I'm not a huge fan of, it would be more the darker side of romance, but I'm I'm open to everything, if that makes yeah, sense. It does. Well, it and, does. and I know Flora had said, yes, dark romance, please. Um, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I think I, I've, I've read some dark romance, and sometimes, depending on how you feel personally, you might have to suspend a little bit of your where you're at to just dive into the story. But I have right, to tell you, yeah. Tiffany writes... I would recommend that again, very dark (laughs) and (laughs) and you have to kind of just go with it. But the the storytelling is really compelling. I think what would be tough about bringing dark romance to the screen is really being able to effectively convey it um, and keeping the uh, just because some of the things get a little bit dark right you know we've seen that in 50 shades and it it might push the boundaries on some for some folks but i think i I feel like if anyone could do it in a compelling manner that is truthful respectful and respecting the characters as well as um the actors it would be tosca nice so i love that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um and there's just there's so many different types of yeah, people are people are Pepper Winters is another dark romance. Mm-hmm. Anna Zayers, um, people are mentioning. Oh, someone mentioned bully romances, mafia romances. There's all different kinds of oh, genres, nice. like you said. Um, but we're just happy that you were able to, uh, and that Tasca was a fan of SR and was able to option yeah. it because her bringing her storytelling. Um, and conveying his storytelling through through the visual arts was just wonderful, and we're really really thankful Very for great. that. Yeah, no, she she's had such a fun time with it, and 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 she and the actors are now super close. So it's been it's been a really wonderful process, and so she's super excited to be in Italy right now, 
getting oh, the rest of it going. I we always we were there with her. Let me tell you. <laughs> I just you know, just I, to be in Italy. Period. I was I was actually rewatching uh, part three last weekend. I think it was, and uh, looking at the room. Um, I when I was in Italy, I actually stayed at the Gallery Art Hotel. Nice. whatever it is we, we did too when we were there a little it's, while ago and it's beautiful and uh, it's it gorgeous because sr suggested it it was i went on what i call the grand tour for about a month and um, love it <laughs> and sr suggested i stay there so my hotel room in england and my hotel room in france were just a slight budget lower than, than <laughs> one. So, nice but it was great it was, and, and it. just the detail because I can remember the mm -hmm. way the walls were and the way the lights were and that whole detail of the room that was created was great. Yeah, no, we, we, we did an exact replica, which was pretty cool. It was. It was. That was crazy. So, and I, I remember in a fan in a fan chat room, I, somebody asked me and said, how could Julio and, and, and Melanie fit in that tub? And I said, listen, <laughs> I stayed in the hotel. I can tell you he would fit. <laughs> amazing. You can attest. I know, yeah, things, things look different on screen sometimes, but they, they got it to work. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, so. they do. Yeah, you're getting a ton of uh, great book recommendations. I will tell you, uh, the email I will be sending you is going to be lengthy um, I'm, I'm from ready for our it. compilation, <laughs> but it's really good. And, and Dahlia did make a good comment around this uh, this idea of the dark romance. She said, mm -hmm. I like the notion of bringing the light out of the dark. Ah, Fifty I like Shades had darkness. That's true. But then you can see how goodness and patience prevailed at the end. And actually, mm -hmm. I think of the ones that I've read. That is true. That is, and it's also how love can be transformative. Um, right. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that, Dolly. I think that's interesting. And that's really one of that's the genres I hadn't said, seen. Dahlia. Yeah, one of the genres I hadn't seen in here. Um, there's a lot of people talking mafia romance. Um, oh, I hadn't cool. seen um, a lot of discussion of sports romance, and that's a big. Chunk I've read of the... I've read quite a few sports romance myself, and I and I highly enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Sports can can at least for us be a little hard sometimes if if it involves scenes with big arenas. <laughs> right. True. Right. Um, I mean, we, of course, would be able to make that work and we'd figure it out. But it's um, so it's part, you know, part of when you're adapting a book or when you're reading a book to adapt, um, you have to take all of the filmmaking aspects into consideration of just like, oh, that's a scene with like a thousand extras. That's a lot. <laughs> well, you, you know, <laughs> Kevin Costner yes. did one with, um, uh, was, was it Robin Wright, I think, where he played the pitcher who was at, uh, doing a, a no hitter. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And going through the whole thing. And I was actually at the game at Yankee Stadium when they were filming that. Oh, wow. And that's it was, a, oh, it was cool. a Yankee game. It was a Yankee game that was going on. And then they took like a break. I think it was a doubleheader. And they took a break in the doubleheader. And that's where they filmed those scenes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, th oh, there's that's, a that's lot a of coordination. Yeah. yeah, or, you know, double. The other thing is I know living in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is uh, the state capital of, uh, of the state of Pennsylvania in the U.S., um, we have a, a minor league baseball team. And I know, like, for the movie Major League or Major League Two, I think they um, rented uh, the minor league ballpark as uh, and, and recruited you know, locals for, you know, to fill the stands. 
Um, or I think they did shoot some of them during regular games. So you already, you know, there was already a, a, a fan base um, assembled. You didn't have, have to. You didn't have to do it. Nice. We we have one adapted so far, maybe more. Um, but we have Resisting Roots by um, Audrey Carlin. Uh, oh, great! And, I'll have and to check that the, one out. The lead character in that. The lead male character in that is a baseball player who's recovering from a, a leg injury, mm-hmm. and oh, he fun. takes a yoga class to help him, and he and he falls for the yoga instructor. Um, I love it. So it's those those two coming together. It's a great story, and and it's it's a it's our it's our it's our dip into sports, if that makes sense. A dip into sports because yes. we don't see any of his big games in that book, but we get to see we get to hear some of the lingo. We had and, a little detour um, down right. there with yeah. with the the will, you know, since yeah, Jake exactly. was the. But um, I think <laughs> the, the baseball thing would be um, okay. really I've fun. I've also read and, quite and a the, few uh, hockey romances. I was just going to say, uh, Pucked keeps coming up. Helena, Hunt- mm-hmm. Helena Hunting. Um, oh, several yeah. people have already. That's a great. I, I'm a huge fan of Helena. I've, re- I've read Pucked. I do. I loved Puck. I love Pucked. Um, that's one of so my other go-to. That my if I need a laugh. <laughs> if I need yeah. a laugh. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. That's a there's several books in that series, um, but yeah, that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that yeah the book yeah, is hilarious. She's she's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there's so many there's so many twists and turns to them. So I've read I've read a couple by Avery Flynn as well that are great. Okay. Yeah. Avery. Um, Awkward is one. <laughs> uh, I think that's the title. Awkward is it's great. Um, it also has a has an accidental pregnancy involved too. So it's just a sweet story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hockey there's a lot of good lot ones. Of fun to ha- they they can be very they could be real characters. And I, yes, yeah, as in I, I real life, in real life right? as a and, um, as yes Pam can Pam can attest to that personally. <laughs> <laughs> Another chapter for your book, Pam, right? Yeah, my memory, yes. I dated, <laughs> I dated a New York Ranger for a while when I was in Wow. Place. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the story is amazing. Truly. Anyway. Well, I know. I can't believe uh, we really went longer than we typically do. But, Lauren, you oh, have wow. been just a fantastic interview and so oh, much fun. You. I can't. I Sorry, uh, in terms of I looked down at the clock, I thought, oh, my gosh, we need to we need to wrap it up to let yeah. you get on with your day. Right. <laughs> and same with you. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Wow. You know, what better what better start to a Saturday could I have than talking about some of our favorite things and, and our love of romance? I think That's it's great. True. That's true. This is true. And, boy, people are piling on the, the uh, recommendations. So. I love it. <laughs> and we'll get uh, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm very excited. Yes. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so and, much. Uh, we will awesome. be following up with you with all these great recommendations. And, again, have a great, great, great weekend. And, everyone, be safe and stay um Stay tuned for more news from the world of SR. You never know what will happen in his world. So we're leaving us. I'm setting us out today with Hard Sail by Chantal. And I'm going to mispronounce this. Krebizuk. So everyone have a great day. And again, thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you, guys. Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> wow. The universe is on our side. It is. <laughs> Just an extra, extra special goodbye. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. Bye.
Thank you. And yes, see you at the Emmer Zoom at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, New York time. Forgot to mention that. Take care, everyone.